Hi guys and welcome to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show tonight to tickle our funny bone, the comedy duo Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello started their radio program in 1938 before becoming a big time radio comedy series on NBC. NBC picked up the radio show in July of the of 1940 and it lasted until 1942 on the NBC network. ABC picked up the radio series and it ended on June 9th of 1949. Abbott and Costello went on after their radio show to adapt it into a TV show which CBS picked up. It stayed on the air until 1955 when it unfortunately got canceled due to personal and financial disagreements between Abbott and Costello. But Abbott and Costello went on to do amazing things until they both unfortunately had passed away in the late 1970s. But their radio show brought on a variety of stars such as Lucille Ball, Jack Benny, Bob Hope, the Andrews Sisters, Ben Crosby, and many others. And tonight we bring to the show Miss Marlene Dietrich and Miss Lucille Ball. In this first episode, Abbott and Costello are involved with Miss Marla Dietrich in a bank robbery. Costello is unfortunately identified as a culprit in that bank robbery by an eyewitness who gives that to a news reporter. And unfortunately, it doesn't go very well for Costello. And in the second episode, it is called Nylon Stockings with Miss Lucille Ball. In this, Abbott and Costello run into a very wise but very wise cracking bunny named Bugs Bunny, who is operating the elevator and is handling the race to the nylon stockings which are at the very end of an aisle. But unbeknownst to Costello, someone grabs them, a beautiful red-haired woman. It is none other than Miss Lucille Ball. I hope you guys enjoy the Abbott and Costello show with Miss Marlon Dietrich and Miss Lucille Ball. 
If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. And enjoy the show, guys. Thanks. in the service present the Abbott and Costello program. With the music of Leith Stevens and his orchestra, the songs of Connie Haynes and the Camel Quintet, tonight's guest, Miss Marlena Dietrich, and starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Hey, Abbott! No, Costello. Oh, Abbott, will you stop that noise? What are you doing here in the studio dressed in your bathing suit? Well, I spent all day trying to get my car out of the swimming pool. What was it doing there? Don't you read the papers, Abbott? The government says you have to pool your car. Uh. <laughs> no, you dummy. They mean share the ride. You have to pick up people. Oh, I did that yesterday. I picked up Helen, Mary, Rosie, and Josie. But your car holds more than that. Yeah, but now they only allow you four gals a week. <laughs> you can't get it. Well, never mind that, Costello. Where have you been all week? What have you been doing? Oh, boy, have I been having fun with Connie Haynes? No kidding. Last Saturday, I took her to a football game. What a game! What excitement! Any passes? No. Her mother was with us. <laughs> and another thing, Abbott, there was a man sitting next to us with a six-month-old baby. All afternoon, the kid was crying. He was so hungry. Well, didn't the father bring a bottle? Yeah, but the kid wanted milk. <laughs> Finally, to shut the kid up, I give him a penny. Well, did that keep him quiet? Yeah, but he kept waving the penny in front of my binoculars. It ruined the game. How did it ruin the game? All afternoon, Lincoln was playing in the backfield. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, forget the football game. Much we... better this afternoon, huh? Yes, 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 a lot better. We've got, we've got other things to worry about. You know, our announcer, Ken Niles, is complaining because he didn't have enough to do last week. Isn't that right, Ken? Yes, it is. <laughs> After all, I could give the program a lift. <laughs> I'm a shot in the arm. You said it. You're a dope. <laughs> now, don't be silly, Costello. Niles is very popular. Why, sure. Right after the broadcast last week, a lot of women chased me up Hollywood Boulevard, and one of them caught me and threw her arms around my neck. I saw that. You did? Yeah. Why did you snatch her pocketbook? <laughs> now, cut it out, Costello. Now, I talked to Ken's wife, and she says uh, he should have more lines. She says he's got talent. She says he's terrific. She says he's colossal. She says this, she says that. I don't care what his wife says. Well, I do. My wife is a wonderful person. She's as necessary to me as, a, as an umbrella in a rainstorm. I'll take the umbrella. It's easier to shut up. No. <laughs> now, why don't you be reasonable, Costello? Mrs. Niles is a very sweet girl. Yes, yeah, she is. You know, she's a great deal like Sonia Henny. You mean you have to keep her on ice? <laughs> Please. Are this... you folks hearing us? Now, wait a minute. Just a minute. Now, that isn't fair, Costello. Now, let's get together here. Give Ken a chance to show what he can do. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks, bud. I, I, I'd like to read a little a tidbit that I just happened to bring along. Oh, this is going to murder you. Uh, <clears throat> one night as I sat rocking, rocking on my chamber floor, came a knocking, gentle knocking, knocking on my chamber door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. There, how'd you like that? Don't look now, but the raven just laid a name. Hello, 
everybody, and uh, hello, my fat little sugar man. Oh, this voice of this kid is temporaneous. Shh, quiet, quiet. Hello, Tommy. <laughs> Mr. Costello, honey, I'd like you and Mr. Abbott to meet someone. This is my Aunt Ruby. Uh, hello, nice to meet you. Hi, Aunt Ruby. How do you like California? Connie doesn't have enough to do. Wait a minute. After all, I... I listened to the program last week, and there should be more music. Connie ought to sing 45 songs. There's nothing but talk on the program. And who wants to hear a lot of talk, 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 talk? Uh, talk, 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 talk. Hold your hat. Here comes another race. After all, Mr. Costello, I taught Connie to sing. Why, even I sang in New York, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Chicago. What about St. Louis? They beat the Yanks. Ha-ha, ha-ha. I really... Yeah. I really struck you out that time. You struck me out, huh? Mm-hmm. And you're just the old bat that can do it. Now, yeah. Wait a minute. Now, just a second, Costello. You can't talk like that to Connie's Aunt Ruby. Maybe she's right. Maybe this program needs more singing. Exactly. Everyone loves singing. Something like this. All through the night, there's a little brown bird singing. Oh, well, of course. You know I just had my tonsils taken out. Have them put back in. <laughs> Costello, what right have you got to criticize? What do you know about singing? Now, look, Abbott, if I hadn't come from such a large family, I'd have been a great singer. What did the large family have to do with it? I could never get in the bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> come on, Costello, make up your mind. Are you going to give Niles and Connie more to do or not? Why should I? If I give them more to do, the first thing you know, even the sound man will want more to do. And why shouldn't I? What did I have on last week's program? Nothing. Not even a door slam. I understand doors. I know doors inside and out. I talk to doors, and they talk to me. Well, what do you hear from the mob? <laughs> ah, well may you laugh. Little do you know how important every little sound is to me. Even the sound of a moth chewing on an overcoat. Like this. <laughs> What's that funny sound? That's the moth spitting out the buttons. I... <laughs> Don't you think sounds are fascinating? Here is a sample of my day. When work is through, I walk home at night in the rain. I open the door. I go in and shut the door. Then I walk upstairs in the rain. It's raining in the house? Yes, we're waiting for a government ceiling. <laughs> he must have a better rider than us, huh? Yeah. I imagine so. I jump into bed and sleep. It's morning. What a night! <laughs> I've got to catch the train. I kiss my wife before I go to the office. My wife kisses me. I kiss her and she kisses me. Uh, wait I... a minute. What about the office? With a wife like that, why should he go to the office? I... <laughs> hey, Lou. Lou Costello. Yes, sir. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, how's your spelling this week? I can spell anything. Okay. Spell crumpets. Crumpets. Yeah, crumpets. Crumpets. Yeah. K? No. no. Crumpets. C-R-U-M-P-E-S. Oh, uh, uh, wait a minute. You left out the T. Today, I gotta have crumpets without T. Well, why? I lost my sugar ration card. Oh, now, wait a minute. Look, Ration Luke. card. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Ration. Ration. ration or ration. Look, around here, you can't forget any T's. Why not? Well, because with us, it's important. In fact, with any cigarette smoker, T ought to be one of the most important letters in the alphabet. Is that right? Why, sure. T stands for taste and throat. That's anybody's own personal proving ground for cigarettes. The T zone. 
Now, of course, most people have tried camels. But have you tried them lately since you've been smoking more? Give camels the T-Zone test now. Ask your taste about camels' flavor. You'll find it wears well, doesn't go flat. Ask your throat about camels' mildness. It's the best judge you can find. Thousands of smokers who are making their own T-Zone test advise camels suit them to a T. Just remember that you're the one who's doing your smoking. For steady pleasure, try camels. You'll find they're slow-burning, cooler-smoking, richer-tasting, milder, better. Because camels are expertly and matchlessly blended of costlier tobaccos. So take a tip from your T-Zone. Your throat and your taste will tell you. C-A-M-P-L-S. Camels. Get a pack tonight. You'll want to buy a carton tomorrow. and gentlemen. Oh, quiet. Abbott. What's the matter? Hey, look. Look what I got. Look at all the money. Wait a minute, Costello. Where did you get that roll of bills? I went outside for a minute. Just when I reached the corner, a guy ran out of the bank with a bag full of money. And he gave me some. He gave it to you? Mm-hmm. What did he look like? I couldn't tell. He had such a bad cold, he had a handkerchief tied across his nose. <laughs> well, you dumb cluck, that was a mess. The man was a bank robber. Oh, I don't think so, Abbott. He was the president. He offered to sell me the bank for a squawk. Sell you the bank for a squawk? Yeah, he said, one squawk out of you and I'll give you the business. <laughs> of all the dumbbells, why didn't you go into the bank and investigate? I did go in. And what a way to run a business. I walked in and a couple of clerks were playing hide and seek. That's ridiculous. Honest. One guy was hiding in the closet. The other guy was under the counter. There was nobody around to play with him. Then there was another guy. What other guy? He was trying to do tricks. Trying to do tricks? Yeah, he was laying on the floor trying to escape from a lot of ropes. And you thought he was playing a game? Find time to play games. Huh? Yeah. Especially when he had a toothache. He didn't have a toothache. No? Then why did he have a plaster across his mouth? The man had a gag in his mouth. If he did, he never got a chance to tell it. Oh. <laughs> you should have taken the plaster off his mouth. I did. And right away, the guy started worrying about his... Rationing card. Worrying about his rationing card. Yeah, he started yelling, they took the sugar. 
They took the show. No, 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 Costello. The man, the man was yelling because he was stuck up. Stuck up? Sure. A fine time to get a swelled head. No. <laughs> Somebody might have robbed the place. He did rob the place. Look, was there anybody with him? Just a woman. A woman? Why didn't you mention her before? She didn't appeal to me. Oh. <laughs> did you pinch her? No. Then you should have held her. If I'd have held her, I'd have pinched her. You idiot. <laughs> A little bit. Do you realize that by keeping the money and letting the crooks get away, you've made yourself an accomplice? Ken Niles, turn on the radio. Maybe we'll get a police report. Hurry up. Okay, bud. Okay. Hey, you get an habit? What's that? There's a message. Well, what does it say? Attention, all citizens. The Fifth National Bank has just been held up by Black Pete and his gang of desperate bandits. When last seen, the gang was headed for their hideout at Deadpan Gulch. Also at large is their accomplice, described as five feet tall. Five feet wide, that is all. That's me, Mr. Five by Five. <laughs> Costello, you know the police are after you. Now, you've got to capture that gang to clear yourself. Uh, now, you can't do it alone, so call a posse. That's the thing. Okay. Here, pushy, pushy, uh, pushy. No, 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 Here, no. Here, pushy. No, Lou, no, please. Deadpan Gulch is the, in the heart of the cattle country. It's the home of the western bandits and cattle rustlers. Then I'm just a guy, Abbott. I became a three-letter man chasing cattle rustlers. Oh, how could you become a three-letter man chasing cattle rustlers? I sat on a branding iron. <laughs> but did that cause you to catch the rustlers? Catch them? I passed them. <laughs> but this is going to be a long trip. Now, you'll have to get an outfit. What are you going to wear? I'll wear a ten-gallon hat, a tan shirt, a leather belt, and a bloodhound. What pants? The bloodhound. I, no, all right. Never mind the outfit. And another thing you need is a horse. Have you got a horse? Have I got a horse? Yes. I got a horse, and he's my pal. Well, that's swell. I eat with my horse. That's wonderful. I drink with my horse. I even sleep with my horse. You sleep with your horse? I got it. It's his blanket. <laughs> now, tell me, can you ride a horse? Sure, I can ride a horse. One time, Abbott, I rode two horses at once, standing up. Mm. I had my right foot on one horse, my left foot on the other horse. All of a sudden, we came to a fork in the road. Each horse went in a different direction. That was a laugh. Yeah, I thought I'd split. I... <laughs> well, never mind. The first thing the first thing you have to do is find the bandit's trail. When you do, you leap into the saddle and away you go. Your face is stern, your grip is sure, your clutch is firm. How's my transmission? All right, I'll ask him. Please keep quiet. Then you ride. You ride out across the prairie. You ride for hours and hours on end. That sounds logical. Don't interrupt, please. <laughs> You ride and you ride until your trousers are worn thin. Finally, there you are. I knew I'd come through. Yeah. <laughs> well, Costello, what are you going to do? Are you going out after the bandits? Are you going to clear your name? I'm going to clear my name, Abbott. boy. I'll do it. I knew it was in you. I'm going to get it out of me right now. Come on. I'll get them bandits. But just tell me one thing. If I get killed, what's going to happen to that little fellow that depends on me? The poor little fellow won't get anything to eat anymore. That poor little fellow won't even have a roof over his head. If anything happens, Abbott, it'll kill him. The poor little fellow. Costello. Who is the poor little fellow? Me? <laughs> and here's Connie Haynes with a Camel Quintet to sing a new tune of the Old West, Cow Cow Boogie. Out on the plains, down near Santa Fe, I met a cowboy riding the range one day. And as he jogged along, I heard him singing, 
a most peculiar cowboy song. It was a ditty he learned in the city. Come to ya ya, come to yip to the Get along, get hip, little doggies. Get along, better be on your way. Get along. of our heroes, Abbott and Costello, as we find them hot on the trail of the bank bandit, Black Pete. Leading a posse of men, they track the villain to the lawless town of Deadpan Gulch. Here they are, riding up the main street of the town. Like a spurs, that jingle, jangle, jingle, 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 jingle. Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? One of my spurs got stuck. <laughs> Costello, what do you think you're doing? Why are you riding underneath your horse? Well, my horse isn't feeling well, Abbott, and the doctor told me to watch his stomach. <laughs> well, here we are, men. We'll probably find Black Pete in the Red Dog Cafe across the street. Stop your horse. Okay. Whoa! Whoa, Whoa. Nelly! Whoa! Whoa, boy! Whoa! Atta boy. Take it easy, Nelly. Uh, sit down now. Whoa, Nelly. All right, men. Everybody into the bar for a drink. Now, now! Just a man! You horses stay outside. <laughs> All right, let's go in. And listen, Costello, when we go through this door, have your gun ready. If anybody moves, shoot. If anybody shoots, I'll move. All right. Hey, Abbott, listen to that. What a pair of pipes. Wish I was a plumber. Costello, don't you recognize her? She's the toast of deadpan gulch. Really? Oh, Marlena Dietrich. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh, look at that lovely face. That face has made a fortune. Yeah, it runs into a nice figure. <laughs> Hello, boys. 
Hello, boys. How bigger men will you come from? Welcome to the Red Dog Cafe. Did you like my song? What do you think of my range? Your range is lovely. In fact, I like your whole kitchen. Oh, you flatter me. You're probably tired after your long trip. How about a drink? Okay. I'll have a Crosby cocktail. What's that? One drink and then bing. <laughs> With your personality, I would suggest straight corn. <laughs> what a fresh kid. Just a minute, Marlena. You see, neither one of us is a drinking man. Do you have anything a, a little milder? I'll try a drink of this very mild wine. Now, that sounds better. I'll try it. What's the matter? I don't understand. That wine is made here by the Hoppy Indians. <coughs> hoppy Indians? One of the Indians are still hopping in it. <laughs> Costello, that's silly. Come on. Let's go over and watch the boys play roulette. Yes. Or perhaps you both would rather play a game with me. Poker, pharaoh, blackjack. I'd rather play post office. But that's a kid's game. Not the way I play it. <laughs> No, little fat man. I could go for someone like you. You could? Yes. Do you know someone? Sure. I... <laughs> what a fresh kid, Abbott! Now, look. Keep quiet, Costello. Don't talk like that to Marlene. She may know where Black Pete is. Try to win her confidence. Turn on the charm, you know. I'll turn on the charm. Okay, watch me. Marlena. My love. I adore you. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Marlena, will you let me be your slave? Will you let me do something for you that I have never done for any other woman? What's that? Will you let me press your slacks? <laughs> Costello, will you stop that? You just don't know how to handle these Western girls. Oh, yes, I do, Abbott. Marlena, one time I was in love with a bull-legged cowgirl. She was too bull-legged to round up the cattle. What do you mean? Well, she had a terrible time getting her calves together. <laughs> what are you talking about, Costello? You've never even been in love with a girl. Yes, I was. I can see her now. She always wore cotton stockings. Cotton stockings? What happened to her? Nothing. <laughs> but of all the girls I got tattooed on my chest... On your chest? Marlena, I love you the best. The best? Better than the rest. The rest? In the West. The West? On my chest. On your chest? There's an echo in the joint. <laughs> well, there's no question about it, Costello. Marlena Dietrich just can't be bothered with a man like you. Marlena, is that true? Oh, Lou. If you only had the eyes of Clark Gable. Yes. The nose of Tyrone Power. Yes, yes. The chin of Gary Cooper. Yes. The face. The face of who? That's all, if you only had a face. <laughs> you know, the kids get nursed. Now, uh, look here, Costello. We're wasting time. Did you forget why we came to Deadpan Gulf? We've got to find Black Pete's hideout. Black Pete? He's the most dangerous character in these parts. Oh, he don't bother me. But he's very tough. He eats little men like you every morning when he gets up. That's me, the breakfast of champions. <laughs> but, Lou, why don't you give up this mad search? It can only lead to your death. I think you got something there, kid. Hey, Abbott, I am scared. Ain't you scared? No, I'm not scared. Then why are you biting my nails? <laughs> but no matter what happens, I'm going after Black Pete, Marlena. And if I die, 
I want you to take this shirt of mine as a keepsake. But suppose you don't die. Then wash it and have it back by Monday. <laughs> and no starch in the collar, either. Listen, Costello, cut out the foolishness. Now we line up everybody in the room until we find our man. That's right, Abbott. Everybody line up and empty out your pockets. Why are you making them empty their pockets? I lost my yo-yo. <laughs> now, wait a minute, boys. It's not necessary to look any further. I am Black Pete. You are? What a fresh kid! What a stale plot. I think you got something there. Marlena, I still don't believe all this is true. It is true. I took the money from the bank. But I did not steal it. It was my own money. It was my pin money. A hundred thousand dollars pin money? I have very expensive pins. <laughs> if you don't believe me, I'll show you. Mm. I have all the money right here in my stocking. Look. Abbott! What a cute bank! What a place to make a deposit! <laughs> oh, Marlena, if I give you all my money from the bank, will you put it in your other stocking? Certainly. Costello, don't be an idiot. Your money is safer in the bank. Why do you want to put it in her stocking? Because that's where it's going to draw the most interest. <laughs> Before we hear from Abbott and Costello again, do you want to find out how hitting ground feels to a paratrooper? Well, just hop off the top of a truck going 15 miles an hour. But don't try that until you're as husky as an all-American halfback and as nimble as a circus tumbler. Even then, you'd have to learn plenty to qualify for the shoot troops, fighters as tough as any in the world. And whether your job is to dangle in midair from silk cords or whether you're making the shoots, you want to get the most out of your off-duty moments. Take Helen Lynch, for instance. She works at the Pioneer Parachute Company, making some of the chutes used by our paratroopers. Like so many of us, Miss Lynch is smoking more these days, and she sticks to camels. She said, quote, Package after package, camels never tire my taste or wear out their welcome. They have such a rich, full flavor, and they're so easy on my throat. Unquote. Camel is first in the service. Actual sales records in post exchanges and canteens show that with men in the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, and the Coast Guard, Camel is the favorite. Why is that? Well, just ask your own throat and taste. Camels have a full, rich flavor, the kind that wears well, doesn't go flat. Camels are milder, too, and cooler smoking because they're slow burning. The big reason behind this Camel goodness is costlier tobaccos, blended in the years-old camel tradition of quality tobacco blending. If you're smoking more these days, try camels. Your throat and your taste will tell you. Camels. Get a pack tonight. Send the carton to that fellow in the service. a word about next week's program. You'll hear more music from Leith Stevens and the orchestra, more songs by Connie Haynes and the Camel Quintet, and a gripping, dramatic story of life in the squared circle with our guest star, John Garfield. Now, here is a short preview of next week's program. Thousands of people are assembled in Madison Square Garden. All eyes are focused on the two fighters in the center of the ring, Killer Garfield and Cupid Costello. 
There is a terrific exchange of blows. The crowd is on its feet. Costello is on his face. Costello, Costello, get up. Get up. Get up off your knees and quit playing with those marbles. What marbles? I'm picking up my feet. Be sure to tune in next Thursday night at the same time for another big comedy show starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with John Garfield as our guest. Brought to you with the compliments of Camel Cigarettes. Camel presents three great radio shows each week. Abbott and Costello on Thursday night. On Friday night, it's the Camel Caravan with Lanny Ross, Herb Schreiner, Xavier Cougat, and Our Town. And Monday nights, Blondie. Marlena Dietrich, who appeared with us tonight, has just completed a new universal picture, Pittsburgh, with John Wayne and Randolph Scott. And here's the latest news about the Camel Caravans, those swell traveling shows that entertain our boys in the Army camps. Fifteen Army and Navy training stations will be visited this week, including Camp Gordon, Georgia, Camp Pendleton, California, and Camp Croft, South Carolina. This is Ken Niles speaking for the makers of Camel Cigarettes and wishing you all a very pleasant good night. Ever see a pipe wearing a muzzle? No, sir, and you never will, because that won't keep it from biting. thing to do is get Prince Albert, the brand that's no bite treated for real smoke in comfort. Another thing, PA's crimp cut, and that means it packs firm and easy and gives you cool one-match burning. You'll find around 50 mild, rich-tasting pipefuls in every handy pocket package of Prince Albert. Try PA for pipe appeal. You'll agree it's the national joy smoke. This program has come to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. The Abbott and Costello program brought to you by Camels, the cigarette that's first in the service. Listen to the music of Freddie Rich and his orchestra. Billy Gray as Little Matilda. Mel Blank is the famous Leon Schlesinger cartoon character Bugs Bunny. Tonight's guest, Metro-Golden-Mayer star of the best foot forward, Miss Lucille Ball, and starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Costello, late as usual. Why, what kept you this time? Oh, I was waiting for our new letter carrier, Abbott. Yes? Yeah, and it turned out to be a dame. Boy, did I have trouble with her. And what kind of trouble? She tried to kiss me. Yeah, she kept right on kissing me on the eyes, on the nose, on the chin. Wait a minute. Why didn't she kiss you on the lips? Well, she's new at the post office, and she can't find the right zone. The right zone. <laughs> there you go again, Costello. I can read your mind like a book. All I can see is women, women, and women. Where did you turn the page for? You'll find some girls. Yeah, yeah, girls. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. Every night you're out late with girls. Last night you were out with two. Yeah, but I only caught one. No, 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 no. Boy, no. was she beautiful. I met her down at the Lone Palm. King Johnny's joint. Oh. <laughs> was she a gorgeous aircraft worker? She was? What a fuselage. A fuselage. <laughs> 
That little aircraft worker did something to me, brother. No kidding. I took her in my arms. I felt the pounding in my chest. You mean your heart was beating? No, she forgot to turn off her riveting machine. <laughs> now, see here, Costello. You'll have to stop this. Either you stop going around with all these girls and talking about them all the time, or we're through. I didn't know you felt that way, Abbott. Yes. All right, I promise. I won't look at another girl if I live to be a thousand years old. Hello, my fat little sugar man. How time flies! <laughs> Gee, Connie, you look cute tonight. Do you really think so, honey? Yeah. Now I know what they mean by the solid south. Uh, all right, Costello, look. Don't get it, eh? Now, all right, look. If you're so anxious to go out with girls, why don't you pick out some nice girl like Connie Haynes here? Ah, uh, Connie won't go out with me. Yes, I will, Mr. Costello. I had a fight with my family tonight, and I want to disgrace them. Uh... <laughs> hey, what did I tell you, Abbott? There's no use. I'm surprised at you. Did George Washington give up at Valley Forge? He had a tough time. Never mind. Did Paul Revere give up? No, but Paul Revere had a horse she could depend on. Well, well, you've got me. I'd rather have the horse. I are. Well, Mr. Costello, I'll go out with you on one condition. If you all get me a pair of nylon stockings. A pair of nylon stockings? That's a deal. Now, now, don't be silly, Costello. You can't get nylon. Oh, can't. I can get one pair, two pair. I can get a dozen pair of nylon. That OPA hears everything. Goodbye, my fat little sugar man. I'll see you at 8 o'clock tonight with a nylon. Gee, Abbott, I guess I talk too fast. Where am I going to get a pair of nylons? I want to go out with Connie Haynes. Well, why don't you be smart? Be nice to Mrs. Niles. That's right, Costello. My wife has a pair of nylon stockings. Now, wait a minute, Niles. You mean a dame with those ugly legs spends money for stockings? Well, now, what do you expect her to wear? Hip boots. Yeah, hip boots. I heard that remark, Costello. Oh, well, if it isn't Mrs. Niles in the flesh. And I use the word loosely. Oh, you funny, funny man. And I use the word physically. <laughs> You know, there's nothing wrong with my legs. Why, I was once a ballet dancer. I used to kick my leg way up in the air. Yeah, and on the way down, you'd catch it. Now. Now, uh, 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 why do you fight with Mrs. Niles? Her oh. legs are very attractive. Are you kidding? Ah. She's so bow-legged, every time she runs, she looks like an egg beater. <laughs> my Am I insulting you? My legs are perfectly straight, Costello. Look at them. They're just like arrows. Feathers and all. Feathers? Of all the nerve. I'm not an old hen. Oh, no. Get back in your coop. Come on, get back in your coop. Stop that. Stop that, I said. Stop that, I said. you please say something? Kenneth Niles, you come with me. Niles? Door slams. Never mind. No, no, no. Excuse me. Come here, Costello. Well, never mind what's written there. Excuse me. Well, you've driven Mrs. Niles out of the studio again. Oh, pilot to navigator, pilot to navigator, sighted dame, sank same. I think that's very funny, but I'm only three and a half years old. It's little Matilda. Matilda, what are you doing out of school? My teacher sent me home because I kissed a little boy. You kissed a boy? Well, it wasn't exactly a kiss. 
we were eating the same licorice stick and I chewed past my hand. <laughs> now, look, Matilda, will you please go home? I can't. I'll get lost. Oh, no, you won't. The train stops at every station. Why does it stop at every station, Uncle Louie? Because it's a milk train. Do they have to milk it at every station? <laughs> How do you like a little kid, three and a half years yeah. old, wants to know if you have to milk a train? Milk a train, milk a train. It's impossible. You, you can't milk a train. That's silly. How are they going to get a big train to sit on a little stool? Ah. <laughs> now, look, Matilda, please, don't worry, Uncle Louie. He's trying to get a pair of nylon stockings. You could get a pair of nylon stockings from my friend Betty Grable. Betty Grable? How do you know she has nylons? Because that's where I saw her put her money. The Bank of America never had branches like that. <laughs> Wait a minute, Matilda. Uh, maybe you can help Uncle Louie. Do you oh. really know Betty Grable? Yeah. Here's a picture of us on a bicycle. That's me on the handlebars. Mm-hmm. But uh, why have you got such a surprised look on your face? Cold handlebars. Cold handlebars. <laughs> Back to Abbott and Costello and their search for nylon stockings. Well, Costello, I guess we came to the right place. Look at that sign. Square deal, Biggle Bottoms, the happy. Oh, so happy store. <laughs> Costello, what was that? That was Biggle Bottom making a cheerful refund. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder where the hosiery department is. Let's uh, ask this fellow over here. Uh, pardon me, mister. Are you the floor walker? What do you think I am with this carnation on a flower pot? <laughs> After all, I'm not a jerk, you know. Well, you're not trying. <laughs> Costello, don't antagonize the man. He might be able to help you, you know. Oh, I think you got something there, Abbott. Mister, please, mister. I wish you could do something for me. I gotta get a pair of nylons. We haven't any nylons, and stop licking my hand. <laughs> it's no use, Abbott. All right. Forget about the nylons and the date with Connie Haynes. Uh, just a moment, gentlemen. I can give you a tip on a real bargain. Uh, due to a slight oversight in our tailoring department, we have 4,000 pairs of three-legged pants. <laughs> three-legged pants? That's great. I'll tell all my three-legged friends. <laughs> but don't tell them all. Remember, only one pair to a customer. <laughs> Come on, Abby, let's get out of here. I'm oh. away from this guy. All right, don't get excited. Wait a minute. We'll try the sales girl here. Oh, miss, uh, can you tell us where we might get a pair of nylons? Sorry, I can't help you. You see, I'm in long underwear. <laughs> Itchy, isn't it? <laughs> Stop insulting people. Now, there's only one, to get, one way to get those nylons, uh, Lou. Listen to me. We'll have to see uh, Mr. Beetlebottom. Personally, we've got to do this. Now, come on. Here's the elevator. Up, up. Up, 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 up. That's enough, Abbott. Up, That's up, enough, Abbott. up, 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 Cut it out. Have you tried baking soda? Uh, uh, look, never mind that. All right, folks, step lively. Get a move on. Plenty of room on the second layer. Are uh, you going up? Yeah. What's up, Doc? What's cooking, Satchel? Costello, look, it's Bugs Bunny. Hey, Bugs. What are you doing, running an elevator? Well, I'm replacing a woman that's essential, Doc. Come on, stop wasting time. Get us up there. Okay, Doc, come on up. <laughs> Go up too fast for your fat show? No, I always wear my pants at half-mast. 
pugs, will you please let us out? Okay, Doc. Eight floor, chewing gum, chocolate bar, sweet cream, butter, T-bone steaks, and other picture postcards. Yeah, but I'm going to murder this rabbit. No, no, don't pay any attention to him. Now, we've got to see Mr. Bigglebottom about those nylon stockings. There's, there's a secretary. Uh, pardon me, miss. Can we see uh, Mr. Bigglebottom? Okay, did you have an apartment? <laughs> an apartment? No. Then why did you want to see him a bird? I want to see him a bird some Nerlon Stickens. Oh, Nerlon, they're having a big sale and just a moment down that second Earl. Oh, thanks. Come on, Herbert. Uh, what kind of talk is that? Well, uh, well, stop talking like that. Hurry up, we'll miss the sale. Here you are, people. Here you are. Nylon stockings. Nylon stockings. Hey, you. You over there. I'll take a pair. For selling. I'm buying. <laughs> from Nancy's. <laughs> hey, Costello, stop uh, pulling around. Look up at that sign there. One pair of nylons goes on sale in less than a minute. Hey, but there's 500 women ahead of me. Oh, what do you care? Go on, squeeze through. Oh, just a minute, young man. You can't squeeze in here. Okay, babe, let's go outside. <laughs> hey, yo, watch how you're talking to my mother. She's a pistol packer mama. What are you, one of the blanks? What? <laughs> Quiet, Costello. Is everybody quiet? Everybody quiet, please. Quiet. We are about to put on sale one pair of nylons. Remember, only one pair. The first one to get to the counter will receive the nylons and free medical attention. All right, get ready now. All right, Fatso, you got to win this race, Doc. Hey, Bob. What are you doing on my back? I'm your jockey, Doc. How can I run fast with you on my back? Don't worry, I got a whip. <laughs> hey, hey, Fatso, your stirrups are loose. Take your feet out of my garter belt. <laughs> they're all, and they're running at bigger bottoms. That was a bumpy start, and Costello broke fast. Rounding the hard way, he's pulling away. At the half, it's Costello cutting through the girdle department. Hey, he's into the back stretch. It's Costello by four, by six, and now a final drive down to home. It's Costello all the way. There's nothing between him and the nylons. He can't lose. He's across the finish line. And ladies and gentlemen, here is the winner, Miss Lucille Ball. <laughs> Hey, what's this gag about Lucille Ball? Come on, you. Give me those stockings. Costello, take your hands off that girl. It is Lucille Ball. Yes, and you won't get the stockings by wrestling with me. Who wants stockings? (laughs) (laughs) Miss uh, Miss Ball, I'd like to apologize for this uh, unseemly conduct. I'm Bud Abbott. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Abbott? You're the organ grinder, aren't you? Yes. uh, No, no. What makes you think I'm an organ grinder? Well, I thought I recognized that monkey with you. Now, wait a minute, kid. Who's the monkey? I mean, after all, I'll, 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 I'll... Uh, Unfinished speech. Costello. Costello. (laughs) Costello, come here. Come here. Quiet. Now, you've got to play up to Miss Ball if you want to get those nylons. Remember, you can catch more flies with sugar than you can with vinegar. Who wants flies? Uh, I ain't got enough points. Wait a minute. Uh, look, Miss Ball, it's very important for Costello to get those nylon stockings. Uh, my cue, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes, and you don't need them, Seal. Who don't need them? Name me two good reasons. What are these two things I'm standing on? Chopped liver? 
Just a minute, Luck. <laughs> Luck, you better... You better let me take care of this. You know, Lou, after all, we understand things. Women are putty in my hands. Yeah, but who wants a handful of putty? Ah! <laughs> Shut up. I'll have you know that I've got the savoir fair. You ain't even got coffee. Shut up. Hey, look, Lucille, why, why won't you give me those nylons? Give you the nylons? You've got a lot of nerve. You're nothing but a cheap panhandler. You're not even a man. Oh, yeah? Oh, now there's a great ad lib. <laughs> now, now, look at the sheet. That's all. Read what's on there. Well, I think I'll take the nylons home. So long, slug. See you in the slot machine. Well... You fix things fine, Costello. What are you going to do now? Well, I'm going to dash right out to Lucille Ball's house. Get those stockings and dash right back. Yes, but uh, what if she's putting them on? Pilot to navigator, cancel that last dash. <laughs> well, Costello... Here we are at Lucille Ball's house. Now, remember, you've got to make an impression on her to get those nylon stockings. Uh, comb your hair. It is combed, Abbott. Look, ain't it plastered down nice? Mm, what did you use to uh, plaster it down? Plaster. Plaster? plaster. How, come, how come your hair's so yellow? Mustard plaster. Ma! Boy, watch me go to work on that Lucille Ball. I'll turn on the tom. Uh, you'd better let me handle it, Costello. She's more of my type. I go for those trim ankles. Uh, you couldn't afford the upkeep on an ankle like that? Why not? That's a very classy joint. Oh, sh <laughs> shut up here. I'll ring the bell. Never mind, don't ring the bell. Can't you read the sign? Made sleepy. I'll knock. Oh, it's about time you guys got here. You'll find the ladder and saw in the basement. Ladder and saw? Yeah, aren't you fellows from the tree surgeons? I was expecting somebody here to trim my tree trunk. We're only interested in your limbs. <laughs> Look, Miss Ball, I'm afraid you have us confused with somebody else. You met us in the department store, remember? I'm Abbott. And I'm Costello. You must have a poor memory for faces. Yeah, especially for poor faces. <laughs> Listen, what do you guys want here? It's too late for Halloween. It's too early for Groundhog Day. Oh, wait a minute. What is Do I look like a groundhog? No coaching, please. <laughs> Quiet, quiet, Costello. Get away from me. Uh, I'll take care of this. Uh, Miss Ball, we're just trying to be neighborly. You know how the laundry situation is, and we're here to help you with your washing. Uh, for instance, we, we wash stockings. And... Yeah, yeah, stockings. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Is your laundry service fast? Fast? We bring it back before it's clean. <laughs> you see, Miss Ball, we're especially expert in the care of nylon stockings. Yeah, nylons. Nylons. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you fellas trying to talk me into something? No, we're trying to talk you out of something. <laughs> well, I'm not interested. You'll have to leave now. Hey, Abbott, I think we're sunk. What am I going to do? Turn on the charm. Go ahead. Make love to her. Okay. Oh, Lucille, please don't send me away. I've always admired you. Come, sit with me on this love sheet, baby. Please, baby, and put your feet, or your face, your foot, now, in my hands. That's something in my hands. Yeah, now turn it on, Costello. Turn it on. Go ahead. Lucille, I've lived for this moment. We were meant for each other. I was born to kneel at your feet. Get this G.I. haircut with a civilian approach. <laughs> Don't spur me, Lucille. 
Did everybody go out? <laughs> Don't spare me, Lucille. I love you. I love you, Lucille. I love you. I adore you. When I look at your face, it sets my brain on fire. I thought I smelled punk burning. Hey, Abbott, what should I say? Recite poetry to her. Recite poetry? Yeah. Okay. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. If I don't get you, Tommy Manville must. Just a second. Who do you think you are, Santa Claus? No, why? Then stay away from my stocking. What are you trying to do, fat boy? Fat boy? Who's fat? Look at my shape, Lucille. Of course, I go in here, then I go out there, and I go in here a little... And then I go out there a little more than I go in here a little. And that's funny. I don't come back in again. Oh, stop being silly, Costello. Everybody knows you're fat. Sure. I was talking to your tailor at Universal. He says he measured you for two days before he even met you. Costello. <laughs> He's right, funny Costello. Hey, kid. Look, Lou, why don't you stop all this nonsense? The best thing to do is put your cards on the table. Come on. Okay, Abbott. It's this way, Lucille. I promised a pair of nylon stockings to a girl. And if you give me your nylons, I'll let you work in my next picture. Threatening me will get you nowhere. <laughs> oh, we could do a terrific love scene. Amir! Lucille! I'll show you the kiss! I'm getting the hiccups. The kiss! That made me famous. Ready? Ready. Contact. Wow, where did you learn to kiss like that? Siphoning gas out of cars. <laughs> well, what do you say, Lucille? How about another kiss? No, thanks. I'd rather give you the stocking. You fellas turn your backs and I'll take them off. Come on, Costello, turn around. Yeah, and no rubber necking. Don't worry, I won't rubber, ball. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You're just the type that would rubber heel. Well, I hope you're happy, Costello. You finally got those nylons. Now let's go. Come in. Hello, Lucille, darling. I just came over to... Why, my fat little sugar man, what are you all doing here two-timing on me? You all are kids, sir. I never want to see you again. What do you say to that? Well, shut my mouth. Abbott, she did. It serves you right. Okay, so what are we going to do about it? I mean, after all... Look, honey, why do you treat me this way? Look, I got to get you the... Ni- I got you the nylon stockings. Why, sure enough, honey. Bless your fat little heart. <laughs> well, why did you all... Uh, why didn't you have them wrapped as a gift? Wrapped as a gift? I thought you were going to wear them. Shucks, no. I'm giving them to Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball? Wait a minute. Then who have I got a date with tonight? Not with me, sugar. Not with me, shorty. That's all... Nobody wants me. The world's against me. Ah, uh, don't talk like that, Lou. I'm your pal. My arms are around you. How do you feel? I still feel lonesome. <laughs> then rest your head on my shoulder, Lou. Okay, Abbott. Now, how do you feel? Much better. Let's dance. Get out of here! <laughs> and Costello will be back in just a moment.
And now, here's Abbott and Costello with the final word. Thanks, Ken. Well, folks, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. And Jane Wyman will be here to help us celebrate. And be sure to tune in, everybody. We won't have a turkey, but that Jane Wyman. What a chicken! Woo! Good night, folks. Good night. Good night, everybody at the Lone Pond. This is Ken Niles wishing you all a very pleasant good night from Hollywood. Well, guys, that does it for Bud Abbott and Lou Costello in the Abbott and Costello radio show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show for this evening. Stay tuned as tomorrow night I bring to the show Miss Lucille Fletcher and Mr. Jack Benny to the show. I'm sorry to begin this out to you guys so late. I do sincerely apologize. I've been trying to find a job in my town and due to the ongoing pandemic it's very hard to find a job nowadays but I hope you guys have enjoyed my podcast please welcome to the show tomorrow night Miss Lucille Fletcher and Mr. Jack Benny and then this coming Tuesday please welcome to the show Mr. Anton M. Leader. Next Friday, welcome back to the show, Mr. Bob Hope. Then stay tuned as we welcome Orson Welles and Miss Murray and Kathy Wilson back to the program. And stay tuned for September the 8th as we bring to the show Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. I hope you guys will subscribe you can follow me on spotify google apple castbox overcast podcast addict and wherever else you get your podcast just type in the search engine mystery and comedy old time radio podcast i hope you guys have a great night thank you to everyone who's subscribed and once again guys have a great night Thanks. Thank you.